0: Y'all dig it. I, always, always, my friend. It's one of those weird situational, or uh, I'm not going to say situational, but more like uh, seasonal problems that I have. And I don't know if you deal with the same thing, but mosquitoes are just the most annoying things. Oh, we've been getting like, eaten alive. Yeah. I know, yeah. no, but I, I am legit allergic where a mosquito bite would turn into a massive, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you could see this. Okay, let me say this. That's one bite. That was one bite. Yeah. I had. Both arms and my my right hand ring finger, it's not a like ring finger, but whatever was swollen. Sure. Like I couldn't even bend it. So um do you oh my God. are are
1: you at the point where you have to epipen? I had a friend in the Boy Scouts who like couldn't go on camps and stuff because any type of insect bite was like off to the hospital. Okay. So
0: it's manageable with Benadryl, and okay. I found that at that. No, no, no. You you ad would, would know if it, you needed. Epi yeah, yeah, no, no. But, like but I'm would, talking would... about like it, it, it looks bad. Like you're like this is a tiny little like it's not even the size of your fingernail, and yeah. it's like causing that much problem. By and then by the time I see it it's always too late. And now that I'm talking about it, I just want to keep, I just want to stop. Yeah. It is messed up. It is messed up. I,
1: I don't break out like that. I am Mm. sensitive to mosquito bites, but not like, and Josh Quinones is also saying, I break out like that with mosquito bites too. Oh my God. Um, I'm sensitive, but um, we've been having problems with those little, it's the invasive species of mosquito to Southern California. And they've been calling them the ankle biters because Ah. they like to fly low and they just sort of, uh, sort of, (laughs) Bite at your ankles. <laughs> the um, reason why they
0: give him such a, a non... Well, we, we, yeah. we
1: went to uh, one of Lexi's friends' birthday parties mm-hmm. and they had like a little pool all the kids are playing. Yeah, yeah, And like me and one of the dads, about 15 minutes into the kids playing at the pool, went, I'm getting eaten alive. Mm-hmm. And we both looked down and there are multiple mosquitoes just snacking just just going to town <laughs> it was yeah, having dinner it was revolting and now i've i'm still pockmarked and that was a couple weeks ago
0: yeah i'm it's been three days or so i'm i'm on i think i'm on the downside part of it the only thing i need to do though is if i do go out to the backyard now like swear to god even if it's 110 yeah. jacket face mask hoodie pants socks and shoes will not walk out and the only thing exposes so, probably the fingers
1: yeah we're 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 even going to do some of the homeopathic stuff that I know doesn't help a whole lot, but any little bit that we can reduce the population. So we're Mm going to, um, we've already started digging up our little back patio area Mm -hmm. and we're just going to line the whole bottom fence area with like, anti-mosquito plants and citrusy
0: citronella Citrinella, everything that we can i, I, I heard that there's a soap there is a soap from i think at the south, south africa and there or something the
1: candles you know, like every one of those things sort of like helps a they, little bit but i think they, it's also the placebo effect of
0: there, there is, I'm yeah, burning the stinky
1: candle i guess the mosquitoes don't like it <laughs> i
0: was like <laughs> yeah no nah. No, they, they still get there. They still get you. It's, and then only that, it, um, the circumference or the the radius of these things uh, cover. They're not they're not like as long as they say like 15, 20 feet protection. No, no. you're you're no. going to get if, it.
1: If, if you set yourself on fire, you will be less desirable to mosquitoes. So, there you, so you say there's you
0: just... a chance.
1: <laughs> so I'm saying there's a there's chance. A chance. <laughs> I like it. I like hey, it. everybody. Welcome to uh, our weekly horticulture and... Insect. Uh... Sure. <laughs> yeah. I suddenly spaced what the name of, is it entomologist, the scientist who studies insects? I want to say it's entomologist, yeah. I
0: okay. think actually one of my cousins is an entomologist, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, in, uh... I
1: couldn't remember the word in time to make the joke <laughs> work. So everybody, this is actually a tech podcast with two old cranky guys who are falling apart and are decrepit. And we complain about our aches and pains and our allergies and mosquitoes are not that,
0: yeah and mosquito problems this week not brought to you by southern california mosquitoes yeah definitely yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that is well, a sponsorship the pain is probably, i would
1: i would absolutely turn down
0: yeah pass on that one my friend uh but um <laughs> how you been man how's your week it, it, i i don't usually like we like chat and stuff like that and i didn't get a chance to catch your show on monday um oh no uh,
1: so yeah it, it's it's been a busy week but i feel like A lot of this has just been prep work to get a few more projects done before we're all slaughtered in October.
0: Dude, I'm... And
1: I'm actively working as hard as I can Mm -hmm. to not cover more stuff than I, I think I'll be able to in October. Yeah. I have actually turned down three pitches for products. People like PR companies reaching out to me in email. And I'm like, you know what? If I say yes to all of you... I will have mountains of free work to do. That it won't be done well.
0: No, no, <laughs> I'm I mean, not going to enjoy
1: the process. Absolutely. So I, I think it's best if we push pause on this and maybe circle back for the holidays or something like that.
0: Well, I mean, October's turn. Okay, so I'll I'll say this. Although we don't have official launches other than Google's Pixel launch in October. The things leading up to October are, le- are are stacking us to be quite busy. We know there's a couple of yeah. things that you and I, ever, at least, there's one thing that you and I know about uh, one event that we'll talk about later. Obviously, once sure. we're able to, and and there are a couple more things you know coming up. But at least we know. So Xiaomi announced that they're going to be launching something at the end of this month, and I know that one mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the, the T series. We know Google's going to be launching the watch, the buds. I didn't even think the buds were going to come out. So there's watch two, buds three, what? No, pro. I don't know what they're going to call them because there
1: have been Buds.
0: Because there have been Buds A A and then there's. And then Buds Pro.
1: So So it could be the two. Whatever whatever comes out is going to be a Mark II.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, the Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro, which we're going to talk about because apparently. Do do you.
1: Do you feel like... We can jump right into Google. Sure. Yeah, why not? I feel like we can can kind of front load, I think, the bulk of this conversation people have been talking about, like, the the, the specs and the the rumors that have been coming out on Pixel 8 and the reveal of the Pixel Well, not only that, there there
0: was the leaked video, or not the leaked video, the the leaked website... um... Leaked. (laughs) Leaked. Well, okay, so what I (laughs) have... Literally... (laughs) No, I need to think about it.
1: Since, like, the Pixel 2... Every single pixel has managed to fall off the back of a truck weeks before launch. I was waiting detailed.
0: Yeah, I wanted that full detailed (laughs) unboxing two months ago, or three months ago. So what's up with that? We're we're really messing up right now. We're way behind. So uh so but but before we talk about Pixel, um, and I'd kind
1: of like the opinion on uh, from folks in the audience here. Sure. I'm actually kind of surprised to still still see a gap in Google's lineup for a pair of over ear cans. Apple has over ear cans. Microsoft has over ear cans. Sony has over the ear cans. Well, I mean, like Sony's bread and butter is that kind of strategy of of portable and and media-focused headphones. I've got my XM4s on the table right in front of me. I think mine are
0: somewhere. uh, Yeah, it's right there
1: with my pixel buds we all learned the tough lesson on how you're supposed to tie bluetooth products together
0: yeah i feel like
1: most people would agree the the buds the original pixel buds with the cable were garbage and then the first true wireless buds were inconsistent performers for how the bluetooth would master slave one earbud to the other absolutely i'm I'm kind of surprised that now that we've gone through the A series, the A series were great. i have mm-hmm. gone through the Buds Pro, the Buds Pro are great. Are also great. There's yeah. there's, there's there's not been any chatter about an over ear solution. I feel like that's one of the key accessories that Google is kind of missing right now.
0: It would, I think, you're. I mean, it, I'll say this: it makes sense that for them to have that type of a, an offering because they offer the mm-hmm. de- mobile devices, they offer obviously other accessories and so on. This is sure. one of those things that we can probably move into. Um, I mean, I didn't even hear the fact that there was going to be even buds on the, at this event. Like all the leaks we've been hearing and everything, we kind of had an understanding that the Watch 2 was going to be part of this. Uh, yeah. We knew, obviously, Pixel 8, Pixel 8 Pro. Those goes without you sure. know, that goes without saying. Uh, the buds were a surprise, but an over-ear solution would definitely be very well welcomed here because it it brings in their their you know their understanding of uh, everything they learned from their buds, the in-ear yeah. solution to go over the year. and of course you know maybe even partnering with uh, maybe a studio or something to help them uh, launch it like kind of like a cross promotional thing. Well- but-
1: I feel like they've got all of the media properties in place. It looks mm-hmm. like the Google Play Movies app is finally going to be deprecated. So mm-hmm. it's just going to be Google TV. Google and TV. You've got Google TV and Google TV with YouTube TV. And That's... you've got a couple different outlets and versions and brand names of ways yeah. that what you can stream movies and music. Absolutely. I, I kind of feel like this would be the right time to tie that together with an accessory like a, a good headset. A good pair. Um, Marie, a good pair of hands, Marie yeah. has walked away with my Microsoft.
0: My <laughs> surface, the Surface uh, from last head year. Headphones. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, I have to give it up to her. She has a she has a great choice she, uh, and walks. Good
1: in, taste when it comes. She to She walks in. She's like,
0: up. I am taking that. And you're like, so she yes,
1: also because again she's she's also absconded with my Xperia One Mark Four. <laughs> so she's pretty well covered in terms of audio. But the clever thing was is that she went cabled with her phone and then paired it. To our Chromecast in the bedroom, so she could watch TV at night and on really not, nice headphones, and, and she buddy. really likes that side dial for the ANC. So yep. it says she, my, she's pretty clever. She'll she'll tell you she's not techie, but she's <laughs> clever and she's wily.
0: Must it must be watching this uh, this audio guy that keeps making reviews of uh, headphones and earbuds and so on. So it, it's one of those things. Even probably wearing yeah. uh, bone conduction earbud but, uh, headphones. But,
1: Sorry, just my last thought on that is I'm very surprised also in part because I feel like the extra space to put on a few more components, bigger batteries, and then really focus on using the the full-sized cans, using the headphones as a platform for more like assistant integration, that's one of the things they're kind of letting their other partners...
0: Because Sony does a very good Dude. job of integrating the assistant. Sony does a great of job of it. Yeah, yeah, but,
1: but no one has has broached that as well. In my opinion, no one mm-hmm. has broached that relationship as well as the OG LG Tone neckbands, oh, where yeah. you had the little side activation button so that mm-hmm. you could give voice commands and speech to text replies to your messages, and like you had incredible assistant integration. And I've been waiting for anyone Sometimes else. Cool. Yeah, to rip off what LG was doing like
0: five years ago. The 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 neck bands, I think for for the most part, they're few and far apart. I mean, I do get sometimes some emails regarding them, but it's hard. Like as a style, I think for some reason we all yeah no no exactly yeah yeah no I'm with you. You know I think those are the. the Audio we, we talked about right? them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, these are the bare dynamic. Do, do, okay, so I yeah. Get my
1: ow sounds and my one mores. They're on the shelf, but I no, no. Get... What I
0: mean, what I meant is the the style that the LG the the LG one was. The LG oh, one. Oh, the actually retractables. Much... Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was a it's yeah. a different thing, a different style, and they also had the you know the, you push the buttons like you said.
1: I think I still have my Tone Studios in the box. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reach over. I'm I'm not gonna spend too long on this if I can't find them right away. But
0: it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Nvidia's trying to find your your face know, in the second, background. Hold on. Oh, this is great. No, they are here. They're just kind of buried. Hold on. No, no, no. NVIDIA literally found your eyes peeking. Yeah, those (laughs) Ah! are the ones I was talking about. That style hasn't been... Hasn't picked up... uh, Yeah, exactly. You pull them out, you push the button to bring them back in. So so you've
1: got your, like, Clydesdale Mm (laughs) yoke. So (laughs) I got it. That that just went in. Oh, no, this one was always the one that was a little... Still works. It's the retract. I'm going to charge these up. I'm I'm going to I'm going to see if I can get these working again. I just I miss I miss that extra functionality and I feel it's one of those things like you and I have both been making a ton of videos on face displays and mm. augmented reality and all this stuff and I feel like audio is still not treated with the same kind of attention for mm. helping us flesh out these extra features and services on our phone uh, on our phones. I like we always seem to just stop at sending the message, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's a watch or, or like my Nissan's really crappy in dash unit yeah. will get a text message on my phone and then read it to you. And then you're like, okay, well, can't do anything else with it because you're operating a motor vehicle. But good thing you know about that text message. And I just feel like we keep missing that last step of, can I just reply?
0: Yeah, or make it a make it hands-free can, can reply. Something? Like... Well, Android Auto does a better integration with that, but the, the concern is obviously not every car comes with Android Auto, if you want to retrofit. But the integration, you're right. We we need better better tools but, to allow us to focus on the road and not have to distract. And ourselves headphones, things. audio, I feel is yeah, like yeah.
1: the perfect is the perfect abbreviation for a short form communication. And I think it's hilarious when I had the Focals by North, mm-hmm. it had incredible speech to text. It was better than almost any other smartwatch that I had used to that point. And it was funny because I would just talk conversations out with people on discord. I'd get the notification. Someone had a comment in one of the, in one of the channels, I'd see the message. I'd click reply. A little microphone would pop up. I would say my reply It would send it off as a piece of text, but I'm sitting here talking to people, but they're reading what I'm saying. And I never had to interact with my phone. That's and bad. I want that in a pair of earbuds.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this: the the Pixel buds do a decent job of that, especially yeah, the, if you integrate the, them with the assistant. Yeah. But the, over the, the ear solution integration is good. Yeah, yeah. Over the ear solution right now outside of Sony, which I think does a decent job of that. We don't have any other uh, any other players in the market. Any other companies that do make them, typically the the maximum solution that we get from them is maybe activating the assistant, but it doesn't integrate with where if your message comes in, the assistant yeah. reads it. And it doesn't yeah. go through the setup of, uh, I guess it's not a certified assistant piece of audio hardware. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go through the setup process. So there is no integration. And we want that more. Google does it well with the buds, the A's, and the Pros, and of course the sure. earlier generations. But I think it's you're right. We need a little bit more in that in that uh, in that eco space to kind of round it off because it seems like the missing component and, from this.
1: And and, and 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 I'm acknowledging like I'm being very specific because this is the same complaint I have about fitness bands, the same mm-hmm. complaint I have about heads up displays. I want rich notification support, not mm-hmm. just the delivery of a notification to my to my wrist. Um, yeah, the, the Pixel Buds have done assistant integration really well, yeah, yeah, but I feel so much of that assistant integration is very similar to like all the other things that we kind of just coast mm-hmm. on the assistant with. Like, I don't need another way to talk to something to set a timer. I don't need another thing that I can talk to to schedule a calendar reminder or a task or yeah, yeah. something to do. And... It's always that kind of one way. Do you know what I mean? It's always that kind of one um, s- single purpose mm-hmm. uh, feature. It, it lacks that last little bit. And we've gotten little glimmers and little tastes on LG, on Focals mm-hmm. by North, on uh, the Pebble smartwatch, on the Qualcomm oh, right. Talk, like all yeah. these little other companies that have, have gotten us that one little step further in a back and forth um interaction with our with our data and with our services but no one has really stuck the landing and stayed and that's what kind of kills me so i I don't want to keep rattling on that that was just a tangent that i just think it's still kind of interesting that of all the companies now Mm -hmm. out of all of the major manufacturers now um i'm 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 surprised that google hasn't done an over-ear headphone i really feel like that would be sort of like a on their list of things to, to consider,
0: well, and and the thing usually I would have said maybe there would be this one more thing or plus whatever, but it, they unveiled everything. I mean, yeah. with that with that leaked render, uh, like sorry, with that re- uh, leaked like it leaked leaked um the 3d <laughs> render of the pixel 8 pro we got to see some you know some of d- the d- dimensions the light sensor uh and not yeah the sun sensor is it sun no the temperature sensor i think that's what we were seeing there yeah it's and like then, a thermometer yeah and then
1: late, uh, temperature, temperature sensor <laughs> <laughs> it's like easy said, for
0: me to say i've received a sensor yeah exactly that's what i was saying um it's, uh, <laughs> it's about
1: to break into some like classic hip hop like i am not cool enough to pull that out yeah let's let's, out? let's let's what not <laughs>
0: There's one thing to be demonetized, okay. but there's another thing to just lose our cool, you know, because you right. don't want to do that. <laughs> that's not that kind of show.
1: Well, I was also going to say, like, ah, that's not culturally insensitive, but okay. it's close. So maybe just shut up. Um, Moving yeah, on, let me, back, let me, back to let, the show. Yeah, let me try and pull up one of the Pixel Eight. Um, one of the well, so Pixel okay, so, so what happened? Yeah, year.
0: so in reference to what's going on, I'm sure all of our uh, every guy. Well, obviously, good good evening, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, everybody probably already saw there. I even tried tweeting it um, trying to have uh, the first thing that came out, uh, came out at me from that, from that, I guess, 3d model, because you get to see the sides of the phone is the fact that the pixel eight pro is going to have a flat display. And, I'm going to say, okay, so I, I threw a question on, on Twitter because I wanted to see what people's opinion. And I know there's quite a bit of people that love flat displays. And there's actually a certain number of people that still prefer, you know, curved edges. Um, we see many companies I mean, like Honor and some of the other companies that go we, like quad we curved. Feel,
1: we feel for those people because they're incorrect <laughs> and flat displays are objectively superior. But, you know, again, someone has a preference. Absolutely. And even if that preference is wrong... We still acknowledge their right to be
0: incorrect. I I I agree. I'm I'm. We're very generous, like that. I, so I, I'm. It depends on the on the device. To be honest, for me, it, it's kind of a, a mixed experience. I do prefer flat displays when I'm playing games. Uh, for anything that's heavily intensive on the actual device, where I need to be very consistent and no ghost touching or side touching when you're doing. It. But sure. I also kind of see that again. In, in, in the question that I posed, I said. You know, do we associate flagships with curved displays, or do you associate the curved display as a flagship feature? And um, so, yeah, so here we have the the three. Although we're missing the buds in this picture, um, we basically have the yeah, Pixel Eight, the Pixel I, Eight Pro. I,
1: I caught the link first from TechCrunch, so no, no kind of the first one that it, I. Pulled it,
0: so back just from. for reference, I think it's on the site, if I'm not mistaken, as well, uh, and there is that leaked video exactly. Uh, not leaked. That's the announcement video. I keep right. saying leaked. It's not leaked. TK. If the uh, company posts the video on their own channel, Um the biggest thing obviously we're seeing is that the watch to design hasn't changed. That that's one thing that, to me at least, it looks the same. I'm hoping it's bigger. At least maybe bigger battery. <laughs> no. I,
1: so so no. I, actually, here's here's what's what's interesting. Let, let's let's try and focus product sure. by product. So we were talking about Pixel Eight. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm on board. I would prefer Pixel Eight have a flat front face. Yeah. Um, for for me, I, I feel like curved glass on a phone is this beautiful element of aesthetic. It's this yeah. beautiful element of design. I just don't find it practical, and it's, I don't it's absolutely, think a lot it's, of it's not a practicality.
0: It's a it's a it's purely for it's, looks. It,
1: because it, 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 it doesn't contribute anything to the function of the phone, but it looks pretty. But, mm-hmm. but the thing that, that really bothers me is I feel so few manufacturers have done a good job of supporting mm-hmm. first party, supporting those products that have more dramatically curved sides. Yeah. Um, I, I would point to OnePlus as doing an above average job of releasing like cases that do a good job of kind of bordering the sides, maybe replacing some of the bezel that the curved screen lacks and giving you some rudimentary edge protection yeah. off that that curved glass. So few companies I think do that as well, and I'm not saying OnePlus does it great. I'm just saying they did better than average in my experience. Like especially looking back at like the OnePlus 8 Pro which had very dramatically curved glass on that front screen that case was their sandstone cases especially were pretty good at giving you something else to hold on to and giving you just a little bit of a border of protection as soon as i've gone back to flat front screens i i i I prefer not having any type of light refraction or distortion to the images at the sides of the screen i prefer having something that i can hold on to with my Mm -hmm. fingertips because i'm constantly using these things as cameras i just as much as it looks super pretty, mm-hmm. I can't I can't spend a ton on a phone just to have super pretty. I, I want something that's gonna be more functional out and about, yeah, in in in, in daily practical use. Especially no, I... like because you know, we've both been playing with like the Xiaomi's and yeah. I know these look really iPhone-y, and I wish Xiaomi wasn't looking to really kind of ape the design of the iPhone, but it is so refreshing going to use this as a camera mm-hmm. and i've got such a firm grip on flat sides yeah. and nothing
0: nothing does the same thing that nothing phone two has very much that flat display exactly the flat side sorry yeah no no i'm with you i i, I totally get the, the 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 aesthetics and the functionality part of it the the i'm not trying to make a, a case for curved display but it is something that we've seen so much on flag, on, on higher end more expensive devices sure. for the longest time that to see a company go into curved displays for a couple of, for a few years and then suddenly go out of it that was the big thing for me it's not but, a, it's not an issue it's obviously so, a preference and i think it, it works of,
1: it makes it easier for accessories things, as well um it, it's one of those things because because i i i um, sorry I, I've got like three conflicting thoughts hitting me all at the same time i try not to frame things in terms of the word flagship. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to pick on you. I just mean, like, the flagship is just the best phone a company makes. So, like, you know, Infinix has a flagship. Would we compare an Infinix flagship to a Samsung flagship, right? Mm. One would cost, like, eight times more than the other. No, no, absolutely, you're right. But what what I think we're seeing... Almost every major manufacturer has stepped away from the extreme, dramatic curves to their front screens.
0: Oh yeah, hail to the days of Huawei and the uh, you know fall yeah. off the cliff uh, curves. I remember those for days. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and
1: and also who um who was it? Who was it that did the concept? No, they actually sold one where the sides were glass too. Was it Oppo? Was it one of the Find or the Me Mi Mix? Oh
0: no, no 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 no. It was the it was the Me Mi Mix. It was Xiaomi. Did they sell it though? It was the oh yeah yeah. It was the um. Oh my god! It was an it was an ultra. It was a so it was
1: Xiaomi. It wasn't. I'm I'm mixing up brand names and no stuff. no no. So Oppo
0: o- Oppo did the rollable. That was their concept. Oh Xiaomi yeah, Xiaomi yeah, yeah. is the one that does the, the fully curved the to the back
1: glass all the way around glass right, all the right, way. Right.
0: Okay. And and it basically yeah they had that. I think they showed it to people. I I, I, I think that back. I, I remember seeing yeah, it Nick on Nick saying
1: somewhere. me mix. Okay, so it was yeah. a Xiaomi. I, I I had that wrong. It wasn't an Oppo. Um, but still, walking back from that precipice. Um, like right off the edge of that cliff, um, the 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 roundest curves on Xiaomi right now are on the 13 Ultra,
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: walked that way back. It's less curvy than uh, uh, I the like... 12s Ultra.
0: Yeah, exactly. I and I and I like the way they did it. it it's is. It's nice it's 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 just enough for it to give you that um that the, the thinner bezels on the uh, the, the visually leave thinner bezels on the side because mm-hmm. the glass has to curve a little bit um but I like and again like you said with a good accessory like the case that we have for it, it you yeah. get the grip you get the functionality that you want and you're still able to enjoy that and it's not so dramatic that it becomes this you know new nuance where you're like okay am I seeing a reflection here or is that the actual image yeah. and this is how it looks like on the display yeah I'm with you so, so-
1: I kind of feel like, to to wrap up that point, and and we we should actually just talk more about what else is is going on with the Pixel 8. But the the thing that I I think we're also seeing is literally just the pennies per component that a lot of these companies are trying to squeeze, where we know... Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 has been getting, the the, the premier series of chips from Qualcomm have been getting progressively more expensive. The newest updates to radio technologies have been getting more expensive. For some reason, we have this expectation that consumers care about, like, having screaming fast RAM and UFS storage and all of these other parts and pieces that are supposed to contribute to phone performance. At the same time, as we keep telling people, just do the most basic things on your telephones. Um, so I I feel like curved screens are an expensive aesthetic that Mm -hmm. complicate the manufacturing process, complicate the support. And and I was going to say the accessories.
0: Yeah, exactly. The, even on the, on the accessory side, it gets more complicated to make curved glass because that's, it's not as simple as a flat display. You're right.
1: Yeah. So I, I feel like at all of that, it's, it's one of the reasons why I think so many companies have just been walking this back too. I mean, even when you're using a really expensive OLED If you can save pennies per phone in manufacturing costs by flattening that glass out then you can put that money towards the specs that people think they really care about, like the nits and the refreshes and all that well, stuff. And, and
0: the and, supposed uh, video out that we're supposed to be getting now, which is something that's... Yeah. Also, uh, this was from a, I think this is from a few weeks, maybe. of What a
1: crazy idea that it'll fully support the USB 3 spec after eight generations of Pixel I, phone.
0: I, I'm really hoping the <laughs> that bit of information does pan out and that it is not disabled, even though the hard work can support it. I just, I'm really hoping that this is something that does end up happening. I hope so. Yeah, and I'm, but yeah. I'm also hoping, it's really secretly, that the Android desktop experience gets better now that you're able to. That now that you're able to support a video out, maybe some mm-hmm. development will be done in that area. But from from what we've seen, at least the uh, the Pixel 8 Pro is still going to be supporting triple camera setup. The Pixel 8 is going to be du- dual cameras. So more than likely, the the main and the ultra ride and then they'll have a the telephoto, mm-hmm. which is going to be the complementing Pro for version. Sure, and then. Also, what we saw there, obviously, is the Pixel Watch. We saw the Pixel Buds. Uh, there's a few colors. I think that what I was able to pick uh, pick up. It looks like there's the, the pink or whatever salmon. I think that is. Or I'm not cat pink. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't bother trying to memorize Google names for colors because I don't even try to memorize. They're me. I'm just, yeah. they're, they're funny, and I just you know, it's pink.
0: So the biggest thing, obviously, is we're going to be seeing Tensor three for the first time. That's going to be the first devices launching with yeah. that. Um, I remember. So, have somewhere... you dug,
1: have you have you dug into Tensor three? Like, no. What, what you, I, are are you interested in?
0: I'm hoping. So, here's my thing. I, I have hopes and aspirations for Tensor three. <laughs> I know that Tensor okay. four is the promised land, and I realize that this yes. is a year away from now. That that I'm not. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I, I'm expecting more of the same to a certain point, like the temperature, but the performance, obviously, improvements optimization. Sure. The um, and of course, with MediaTek announcing. You know, th- three nanometer with TSMC for next year—that's like another ball game there. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Tensor three is going to give us that balance that we wanted. I think overall, Google just needs to optimize for it. They've done a great job with Tensor two. I think there was never yeah. an issue. There was never. A, there was never some uh, any task that I wanted to do on my Pixel phone. Fo- uh, sorry, on the Pixel phone fo- on the Pixel uh, seven Pro that I couldn't mm-hmm. do, but it was a matter of. Uh, battery drain, and heat. That was the overall thing that you yeah. had to live with if you had a Pixel. And I and I rocked the Pixel 7 Pro for the longest time till I switched over to the Moto X Plus. And then I recently mm-hmm. switched over to the Xperia 1.5. So it's like, I, I am a firm believer of what Pixel does. But Tensor 3 for me is, I feel like it's that incremental upgrade that's going to keep me busy till the Tensor 4 comes out. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm building my hopes for next year. I don't so know how, how I, you're I, seeing it.
1: I, I think... Um... I'll be curious to see how... I think Tensor 3 might give us a little bit of a sneak peek at next year's Exynos. Mm -hmm. If Samsung is on a better track for reigning in thermal performance, improving radio efficiency, we'll hopefully see a glimmer of that with Tensor 3. Mm -hmm. I'm worried that Tensor 3 because of Samsung's fabrication is going to be a little closer in performance to an eight gen one than an eight plus gen one. Um, One of the things that I am actually kind of concerned about is at the fabrication size that they're at, we're going to be going to a more traditional core configuration. If the rumors are true, again, Mm -hmm. some of this could still change by the time we get there, but what tensor and tensor two did that it was kind of unique was going with a different kind of core configuration than any other manufacturer. And I think with Google's machine learning components, that actually paid off. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and say like, oh, well, it's got these Cortex X1 cores, and the Cortex X1 is is now actually slower than the medium sized cores in the 8 Gen 2. So mm-hmm. really, your N22 score is going to be like twice as big on a Snapdragon, but you can't do Tensor because it's not as good. But when you look at what Google actually optimized for in the machine learning that Google is working with, because they've been blowing every other company away when it comes to uh, crunching image data Mm -hmm. and they've been crushing other companies since the pixel four.
0: Yeah. yeah, So what
1: tensor can do with such an extreme disadvantage in internal components is nothing short of remarkable. And it's still the absolute fastest UHD video crunching device on the market today, outpacing Apple iPhone 14s. Um, iPhone 14 Pros, excuse me. Of course. Because so the 14s were running, little...
0: the, running the older processor, but yeah, I'm with you. For sure.
1: They're a year behind. So yeah. what I'm a little concerned is if the CPU configuration is a little more Exynos-y, mm-hmm. and if we don't see Samsung get after improvements to the radio stack, then I'm worried we're going to have a repeat of the eight Gen 1. You get a little flavor of that on the Pixel Fold. Yeah, when the Pixel Fold is running something in the background and the radios are kicking on, and that slab is in your pocket, there is so little surface area to get heat out. That's that exactly where the
0: heat generated is on that tangible one
1: tangible hot spot under mm-hmm. the camera that you feel against your thigh. And it is oh, not comfortable. It's a Pixel 7. Yeah, when this Pixel 7 is Pro really and Pixel 7
0: have the exact same shit concern. We, we benefited from better radios on Tensor 2, better radio support, and uh, better performance on Tensor 2, but the heat concern yeah. is still there. And but but that he concern
1: is still a Samsung issue because oh no no absolutely absolutely I mean, I'm not I'm and... not trying
0: to I, I'm not pointing the the finger on, on saying that Google oh a... I am no, no 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 I know you're being diplomatic I'm no, saying I, <laughs> I, I, I'm to, you know, well what I'm trying to say is in in my okay so in my recommendation of Pixel devices over the years I, I would say the Pixel Three was a revolutionary step this is where we started seeing the shift. The Pixel 4, again, yeah. experimenting, definitely moving forward. The Pixel 5 was kind of a, you know, uh, it was a weird year, COVID. I'm just going to put Pixel 5. It's well, a great, and, it's a small phone, great processing, but, big but battery. I think we really see when Pixel 6 came out, Yeah, the
1: challenges of building that chip with Samsung.
0: And, and I, I very software. much
1: believe that Pixel 5, Google wanted Pixel 5 to be the Pixel 6. And they couldn't get Pixel 6 ready in time, and then a global pandemic broke out, and they pulled the stopgap measure. They pulled parts and pieces that they mm-hmm. could assemble more more quickly yeah, to yeah. put together what would have been a mid-ranger phone, probably some variant on a Pixel 5a, mm-hmm. and then they spruced it up a little so that it was a little nicer, and that's what, instead of having a 5a and a 5a+, Plus, you had a Pixel 5 and a Pixel 5a.
0: Well, the and Pixel 5 g which was the, yeah, the big, yeah, exactly. but I think... No, 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 but that's that's
1: what I mean is I feel like we would have gotten a Pixel 5a little and a Pixel 5a Plus, which is what we did get because mm-hmm. the 5a is a bigger phone. It's not a littler phone. No, no, But exactly. Instead, they took the Pixel 5a, gave it a nicer screen, and called it the Pixel 5 as the more premium phone because they couldn't get what the eventually became the Pixel 6 could be up and running uh, functionally. I have no insider knowledge on that.
0: No, no. I, I have it, no
1: <laughs> confirmation on that. That is purely speculation on my part. Uh, yeah. But when we look at the pieces of the Tensor, the original Tensor, mm-hmm. its individual components compete like we would have seen this phone go up against the Snapdragon 888. Okay. It looks like a chip that should have come out Right at the beginning of the big X1 cores from Qualcomm. And from MediaTek also doing some similar work in that. Yeah, no, so, no, I think they sorry. were both... Yeah, Short story incredibly, incredibly long. long. Um, Very- I, I am anxious to see if Google can maintain their image processing performance crown. Mm-hmm. But I am really anxious to see if Samsung can get ahead of their fabrication issues, their efficiency issues, and their radio management issues. And if they can't, I feel the Pixel 8 is going to be in for some really, really tough criticisms because MediaTek and Qualcomm have never been stronger Working oh, with TSMC this
0: year, absolutely, and and it's been ever since the ever since even before the launch of the the tensor two. This was this is the heavy the big hitters now TSMC and like I said, uh, MediaTek I think announced either yesterday or the day before their plans for the three, three nanometer. nanometer exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're already talking. You know, not this not even the one they're going to announce this year. The next yep. red generation when they jump down to three nanometers. The biggest thing I but that means stated. they're
1: going to be having. MediaTek is going to have a premier tier chip that's going to be going up against Apple's expensive manufacturing processes. We know they're, they they're often claims. try to buy out everything that TSMC can make, and MediaTek snuck in there. This is going to be a stupid year for like laptop grade compute power in your pocket. That's what we I want. I want to
0: see more like the windows on arm solution. I want to see more of those type of uh you know uh, leveraging the, the the horsepower, the processing power. I mean they're talking about like 30% power efficiency, not power efficiency. 30% uh power uh, improvement with the same power draw at this uh from so going here, from a 5 to a 3. I,
1: I okay, I have the same problem. Yeah. What helped me was splitting the words performance and power. Yeah. So if if you use the same amount of battery power, mm-hmm. we're looking at a thirty percent performance increase. Increase. That's what I don't at. think anyone cares about that. <laughs> if you give me it's a, a flex. Managed... At
0: this point, it's a pure flex because it we, me, the hardware it, is not even exists. Exactly.
1: No, 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 no. Because so few apps are ever going to touch that level of performance, but. Yeah. If you can give me a managed, um, a, a different scheduler on that CPU, ah, managed, that's what we need. Yeah, exactly. then I can still keep roughly Snapdragon 888 tiers of performance mm-hmm. for roughly, what, what were they saying? It was like a 20% power reduction at the same tier of performance as what we have today. Every consumer you talk to yeah, outside of our circle of mega geeks, every consumer you talk to. If your phone could perform exactly the same way that it is today, but you could add... 25% 25% yeah. more battery life without having to do anything else. You don't have to put a weird case on your phone or make it bulkier.
0: Yeah, yeah or put in a, uh, in a battery case or something or run a wire. Yeah, no, Everyone exactly. you know would
1: be like, "Yeah, hook me up. I don't need my my phone to get a 20% bigger geek bench score. And, and it I gets, need my phone to last an extra hours." And it does not overheat
0: with that performance boost that they're trying to. Yeah. No, no. I it it's absolutely that 888 to the gen 8 plus gen 1 type of a conversation going yeah. on. We kept going with more power, more heat. More power, more heat, and then suddenly we're like, "Oh crap, we got to fix that." So yeah. that's what we got with the plus. And I feel like again, this is talking future twenty twenty four conversations. But mm-hmm. from what we have with Pixel right now, at least on on understanding Tensor three, um, it, my my hope would be obviously is to keep the performance of the the radio performance that we had with Tensor two because that was a good recipe there. Oh, Don't mess do with that. We need to improve on that though. I, no, I no, mean, I, like
1: I, I know you're, you're you're not wrong that Tensor to Tensor two radio management did get better i'm not trying to make it sound like but it didn't, also the
0: antenna but, pa- placement helped a lot quite a bit making sure, sure we had better antennas but yeah
1: for sure but but this is also one of one of the d- main differences that i point to when you compare a pixel 7 pro against a pixel fold mm-hmm. and even against like a pixel tablet you start looking at surface area you start looking at internal components and one of the major differences being how radios are managed And the Pixel Fold does not have enough surface area to contend with how hot those radios get. So when your SoC and your radios are kicking, that phone is a space heater. And and it's not space heater doing a ridiculous task like rendering 4K video. It's a space heater just like keeping up with my text messages if it's already a little warm outside. We had someone else, Raj, was saying that like... Um, Was it Raj? Did I have that wrong? Yeah. The shortcomings of overheating become disproportionately higher in a tropical country like India. Like if you already have hot and humid weather, there is no air to dissipate the heat from that radio. And then I compared that against my OnePlus 11 and it is so much more performant. It is so much faster at all of those tasks. It's getting much better 5G connectivity, especially because I'm out here in the burbs, like you are. <laughs> you know, you're know, yeah. you constantly like right on the edge of a tower where your radios are working the hardest. And I very rarely get Hot Pocket on my OnePlus 11. I was getting Hot Pocket all the time on my 2022 Motorola mm-hmm. and on my Pixel 7, uh, on, on my Pixel Fold. The Pixel 7 Pro was a little... It uh, was, a, was a little twitchier, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as bad as my Pixel Fold. So this I, is exactly where that radio efficiency, and this is also where I feel like we, we always kind of hold up Qualcomm as being the crown jewel in this space when it comes to telecommunications equipment, but MediaTek is right on their heels, and Samsung mm-hmm. is not close. It is, they are a distant third in this race. Um, It's it's definitely when it comes uh, to handling five G.
0: That's one of the things we like. You said I mean, Tensor three needs to provide us a better balance between those because to the the, on a daily basis, ninety percent of the things we do on our devices require connectivity. It's on a radio, (laughs) either a Wi Fi radio, uh, you know, your five G modem, four G, whatever the connectivity it is. It's connectivity. The device Mm -hmm. is smart because it's connected. If it's not connected, then you're running a more local uh, content. You can create things and so on, but those are some of the challenges that you deal with i mean it's it's a hard thing to kind of explain but once you have a pixel especially the 6 and 7 you understand it and even with the short amount of time that i spent with the pixel fold i felt the heat i wasn't even really sorry i wasn't really doing a lot yeah. and i realized like oh okay i see where the hot po- uh, the hot spot is it's in the same spot as i expected hot and i understand pocket. <laughs> it's great for the winter no it's great for the winter and if you ever want to keep yourself warm just do a mild no Long story am sorry. Short story incredibly long. It's a concern that needs <laughs> to be addressed. I feel like next year yes. with Tensor Four should be the year we get that main benefit. Yeah. But I'm hoping that that Tensor Three does improve what we have. Well, in it, reducing. This is, fi-
1: I, I'm I'm hoping with you too because, yeah. like I said, that kicked all of this off. Is not only am I hoping, but I do think we're gonna get a sneak peek.
0: Yeah. No. Pixel no. no I, 8 I agree.
1: Comes out. Tensor 3 comes out, and let's say it's running really well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have much higher hopes for folks who get the Exynos versions of Galaxy phones. But if Tensor 3 comes out, and I'm still dealing with some of these inconsistencies and some of these inefficiencies in battery drain and radio management and Hot Pocket, I think it's going to be a bad year for Samsung fans. I I think we're going to be in for a very similar kind of conversation getting in. What is it, Exynos... 2400 is that the one that's I, coming out next year
0: honestly i if i remember correctly i thought with the s series they would they didn't they go qualcomm all the way with the s series no, year. No, no,
1: they did this We're, year yeah but they're going but they're back, going to back. Exynos yeah that's what year. i was gonna say yeah
0: because yeah. that's why i was trying to figure out if it's 2400 um the actually speaking of exynos there was also something i saw an article on pocket now talking about the fact that the watch is not going to be supporting an exynos they're going qualcomm this year
1: Oh, we 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 talked about this a little while back. Yeah, they're getting uh, the that, same. They're the W5. getting the uh, the W five that's in the Tick Watch. So I that, that's a good yeah. place to switch over to the watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't want to make yeah because because you you were I, saying you were hoping that the watch would get bigger. That um, was my like my biggest thing, like the number one thing from last year. I love I, I love the imp- implementation of Google services. It looks, I love yeah it, it, the watch is great. It's just that on a wrist like mine, it just looks like a tiny. It, I mean, so. It's it not like going to get bigger. Yeah. I, I
1: feel like Google <laughs> is leaning into this being sort of an addition to the Fitbit lineup. That it's oh, smaller. I, I think they're, smaller... they're they're
0: doubling down. It feels like yeah, they're sticking to the to the Fitbit, uh, but in keeping approach. the
1: same shell mm-hmm. and getting away from that stupid ancient mobile Exynos, they are going to save quite a bit of space internally. And all oh, the rumors, and, I believe, get, in the same shell, you're going to see a, a, not a significant, but you're going to see a battery size increase because all of those dies, all of those components have shrunk on the rest of the watch. And, and this is and what was get killing better me processing. is
0: like, yeah. I'm, and like better, better I understand
1: yeah. what Google had to do to keep Samsung happy and the the agreement and the relationship that they have. It's still but there. Yeah, yeah. But, like, man, sticking with Samsung for this transition that Samsung's been going through, trying to fix up their semiconductor industries, their individual components and radios and RAM and processors and all this, has not been the best foot forward for Google. And so next year, with a Qualcomm SoC, I feel we're going to get a real glimpse of what Wear OS can do with Google optimizing the software, delivering this on an actual current mm-hmm. tiny watch SoC. Exactly. Now, yeah, not now there will the be generation. no excuse for Google to sideline Citizen and Fossil and Mobvoi because all of the work to get stuff like the assistant working on Qualcomm SoCs will have been done. Really
0: done. Exactly. And if
1: we still see like tick watches not fully supported, then that to me is like the last the last gasp I'm done with Wear OS I'm not going to sit here and keep supporting Google when they are shooting their ecosystem in the foot mm-hmm. and not supporting their partners when they've done the work to make all of these pieces and parts work on their own watch. And they're doing that at the expense of their, of their, because they're not even competitors. You're doing them at the expense of their other partners.
0: Yeah. No, no. And I, I just, know our, our buddy, Nick Gray's in the chat. Also kind of, uh, you know, oops, sorry. That did, did I catch the comment? Hold on. Where was it? Yeah, here it is. It says, uh uh they choose to use that, that same old Samsung SoC. Absolutely. And I think this is so for me, that is one of the things I'm looking forward to because I've we've used it. We have it on the tick watch. Yeah. Obviously, I'm using it here. This is the watch six classic. I'm, I'm working on my review on that one and I'll be back on our on our tick watch hopefully very soon. The the biggest thing I'll probably say is I'm excited for that part. I'm a little bit. I'll reserve my opinion till obviously we see more and, and, and more specific. Because images, I'll say this: they play a really weird uh, aspect. All I know right now is it looks the same. There is a good chance that it's the exact same size, according to the leaks, um, at least the one that I saw over on uh, Pocket Now, and uh, mm-hmm. potentially, you know, again using the W five, it gets old improvement. improvements. So hopefully, we'll see better options and maybe better management on the radios as well once we get into the LTE model, because that was the other thing that we had last year: the battery just starts diving when you add modems yeah. into the exynos portion of it and of course the last thing obviously before you know they tend to uh, coverage on the pixel buds they're going to be whatever version they are. my hope on those is maybe some higher res maybe LHTC support obviously i'm not i don't think they're going to go ldac they're, i don't know if they're, they i think I on the last one we had spc Google's, was the best one last year I don't right think
1: Google's do, uh, so I will be very surprised if this generation of Pixel Buds gets any different kind of codec support. I feel like Google's main hook is really focusing on assistant functionality. And so they'll bring in the newer features from like Bluetooth 5.2 and 5.3. So you'll get like multi-point because they really want you to be able to have that kind of Apple-like experience where you pop open your Buds and they're connected to your tablet your new pixel tablet and your new pixel phone at the same time
0: I, 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 I like I like the gonna... uh, product placement there I appreciate it keep going right yeah, it's like I can the like
1: I should I should work in marketing or something
0: absolutely, um, absolutely. I,
1: I don't think they're gonna they're gonna mess with um w- with uh, LDAc I don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna mess with no. a Qualcomm SOC for Aptex adaptive no I, I LHDC has so far been kind of compartmentalized in the more chi- Chinese manufacturers mm-hmm not as many players here are really no. leveraging because it's a great codec, but
0: what well, I mean it's really uh, yeah. you're
1: going to see it most on like a Xiaomi OnePlus. or a Vivo. Well, or, I was going to yeah, say, or even OnePlus, OnePlus. like yeah, OnePlus brought right.
0: it in with, with their Pixel and uh, that Pixel Blends with their. But again, OnePlus that's now Plus.
1: Oppo. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I don't think
1: Google's going to play that game. I wish they would. I, I, just, I wish they would I just bring don't in. See some, it for this version. Yeah.
0: That, well. I mean, don't get me wrong, they sound great. Uh, they definitely have enough bass. The drivers in there that they use are pretty good. So again, yeah, building on what watching. we know, it, it's it's it, they're enjoyable. The biggest thing I probably would have said, maybe better battery life. That was my main thing on that as well. Um, but it's typically what we saw with the Pros last year. We're going to get that, hopefully. So between the Buds, the watch, the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro, I don't doubt that performance is going to be tuned. We've had 6 and 7 Pro, 6 and 7 Series to... Improve, uh, you know, Android to co- to optimize for, te- uh, for for Tensor, so that is going definitely to keep building. So they they already have a good start on that. The watch it was well received. Again, I, mm-hmm. I as as Nick was putting in the comments as well. Hopefully, they were able to fit a bigger, as you said, with the bigger battery as well because of the the components that we have in there. So that that's my hope in there. I was just hoping for a bigger display to, to make it a little bit more watch centric. It'll look more like a regular watch when you have it on on more of a no. like a bigger wrist. But, you know, nah. we'll have to see. Maybe maybe next nah, year, nah, I guess. I can do it. Nothing I can do with that. But so that's, yeah. So essentially, Google pretty much gave us a, a heads up on everything that's coming up at the end of the month. So we'll see what this, I'm hoping there's still a surprise. I'm really hoping that there is the, oh, by the way, we were listening to Juan <laughs> that month ago. And here are our new cans, you know, they're the <gasps> Pixel cans. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, <laughs> and then that's where Juan, all of Juan's thumbnails are going to be like, ah. <laughs> like,
1: I was right. Look at this podcast. Like, oh my genius. god, Google
0: listen. No I'm sorry, no no, I know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. And so, um uh the,
1: the other biggie is also just uh, the camera tech.
0: I'll be curious to see how um
1: how Google performs with the largest camera sensor made specifically to ship to North uh, North America. So mm-hmm. that could be an interesting part of this. A lot too, of optimizations although... man. Well, kind of... I it's just like I'll be really curious because like the 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 Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra used the GN2. The GN,
0: what was it? The GN2 or the GN? GN2. GN2. GN1 1 was
1: the one over one point three. This is the one over one point one two.
0: Okay, so the GN2. Um,
1: so almost a one inch type sensor, just just like you know a, a hair shy. Um, but I'll be really curious to see. I, I feel like one of the major victories of google's camera hardware and camera software mm-hmm. over this last year the thing i think they improved upon the most over the pixel 6 was a uh, pixel resampling crop zoom mm-hmm. so if you go to like a two-time zoom from the main sensor or a 10-time zoom from telephoto. Uh, the telephoto uh, they're doing a really good job at that that doubling of the focal length And then rearranging all the pixels and getting some good clarity and some good image processing out of that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But I also feel like it's frustrating to me because they're not going to advertise that it's the largest sensor compared against a a Samsung or an iPhone or a Sony. They're going to say it's a 50 megapixel sensor.
0: Yeah. And
1: it will not give you a 50 megapixel Image. image. And I feel that is right on the cusp of lying to the consumer. I think it what, bothers me so much that they advertise the full resolution of all the subpixels and then they give you no mode or to a be raw able to feature or anything.
0: At, at full, exactly, no no. At, at, at the, the full lighting, advertised
1: resolution.
0: It it's um it's a little bit of a contradictory kind of statement, right? It's like the simplicity that they're trying to shoot for for the point and shoot. Don't think about mm. it too much. Maybe a couple of little, you know, tweaks here with the shadows and the brightness. But other mm. than that, we want you to basically, you know, take the phone, tap, shoot, and walk away. That's been Ta- their bread and butter. Um, getting into that, I think the, I really wish they would do a little bit more of a geeky kind of a, a, like during their presentation, explaining the size of the sensor, but also maybe. I don't know. Maybe just change your approach to it and realize that people like Pro Mode. Like the the other com- yeah. other companies that have been putting it in there. I mean, heck, even on um, oh, okay, here. So even here on the GT five from uh, from Realme, right? It's a sure. brand new phone. It just came out. It's in China. Unfortunately, no no global launch yet. You know, we have the ability of shooting that full fifty megapixel camera right in there. It's a fifty megapixel yep. mode. Give me the ability to full get full readout out of that sensor. Uh, so it's it's a. <sighs> And I, and I and I know I'll say this. I know this. We've been in conversations with Google engineers. I think in the past, Team Pixels was doing some stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, I think you may have posted that question. And the answer was very much: our focus is on the point and cl- point and shoot. If we don't. They're... Yeah, I don't. We don't feel like this is something that would benefit our I, users. I feel Google is is. It's like the the, the the telephoto thing back in the day. Remember when they said, like, yeah. "Why would you put a telephoto over an ultra wide?" Because well, you need telephoto.
1: So, I've. Feel, mm-hmm. um, I, I would still hold Pixels up as the best pull phone out of pocket, push shutter button, Absolutely. put phone Absolutely. back in pocket experience, even
0: for selfies. I would say even on their front facing camera, that's pretty decent. But, but yes. I
1: feel we are right on the boundary of the same problem Apple ran into. Okay, I don't think Google has crossed over yet. The Pixel okay. camera app is still the sleekest and the cleanest even for how you have to dig through some of the menus to get to some of the more advanced features. Like there are still really stupid things on the iPhone where they replicate functionality and settings and controls in stupid places. So like your HDR toggle is on the left side of the screen when you're in this mode, but it's on the right side of the screen when you're on this mode. And you're like, that's terrible software design that would never be considered intuitive if it didn't have an Apple logo on the back. I don't feel Google has has crossed that line yet no but man it is getting there when we've got really dumb auto mode features that are situation specific Mm -hmm. like near focus or far focus for astrophotography in night mode that is a dumb flow chart for the user to remember that i'm going to go into night mode and then if I mount the phone to a tripod, it'll take like a two minute exposure. Yep. But the phone is too stupid to always auto focus on the stars if there's anything else in like the foreground of mm-hmm. your scene. So now there's a different auto toggle to force far focus, but it's still auto. It's still not just a manual slider to say focus to infinity. Yeah. And beyond. Give us that slider.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So
1: by making things easier, you as the user have to fail through Google's app until you figure out, oh, that's why they're doing this in this mode for this situation, but only if I'm using this accessory, and then I can choose a different kind of autofocus. Instead of just saying... You're pointing the phone up at the night sky. Do you want a manual focus slider? At some point, the the reason you like pro photographers use pro cameras because just controlling the ISO, controlling the shutter speed, controlling the aperture and controlling the focus is just easier than hoping a computer will make the right choice for the image that you're trying to create. And astrophotography is not a casual point and shoot kind of experience.
0: No, it's not. a.
1: Oh, I just whipped the phone out and I took this amazing photo of the cosmos (laughs) with time lapses and stuff like like, that's not that's not how this works. So at some point Google is going I feel like probably not Pixel 8, but by Pixel 9, so many of these auto mode features just become more hassle than they're really worth. The core bread and butter experience of just getting a quick HDR photo from one shutter press is second to none. Yeah. But as soon as you try to step one step more advanced or with one idea more control, the app is almost punishing to use in 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 getting you the feature, I mean, getting you the results that you want out of it.
0: No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I do want to say uh, thank you to Raj for pointing out uh, yeah, he's right. Actually, you don't take selfies. I was wrong about that. Right. Yeah, you take back the main camera backs selfies on that. So <laughs> I, was, I saw the comments. I was like, yeah, he's right. There's so one, I do move. take photos of
1: myself. No, just I just not, don't not take selfies. them from the worst cameras on my phone. I got my I, I Pixel wish... Fold. Let me let me just take a, a photo of myself here, real quick. And I'm not even going to worry about like opening the screen. I'm just going to kind of point this right about there. And then I'm going to open this up, and, oh, boy, that's, like, a really cool photo of me. Like, just nailed it. Look at that. <laughs> this should be
0: the thumbnail for the video.
1: I Like,
0: it's really not hard. It takes it's a, pictures. A, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I, I, just I was took just took the picture a... of my face. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm, I, I've th- gotten quite a bit good, too. I
1: mean, I, I, I yeah, will say. I've been hanging out with you. See, the thing lot... I like about TK, and he won't ever admit this, but, like, He's gotten really good at also doing a thing where he'll he'll sort of line up the general shot with the front-facing selfie camera. And then, and then holding right? his hand out there, he'll, like, flip the phone one-handed and then go to the volume rocker. And he's like, I've already got my shot lined up. So he's doing it.
0: Oh, no, no, he's, absolutely. He's going it, for this it. is years of, of, of continuous in, yeah. uh, training by Juan. So just yeah. be, be honest with you guys. The guy definitely definitely has a lot of good influence on me over the years. <laughs> Heck, man, I'm wearing one of his influences right now. Yeah, um, those are some pretty good headphones. I, I like for, headphones. For, for what we're seeing there, I think <laughs> Google, my hope is that the, the, con- the concern with that, because I don't want to extend too long the conversation on that one, with for the sure. camera application, though, is if they're looking at their statistics, if they looked at their usage experience, obviously what they're seeing is that everybody uses their devices. The cameras are really good. They like the camera. They tap and take yeah. pictures. They're not seeing the they're not getting the feedback that people may want more. This is the weird kind of like how do they figure out that they need more when the users is yeah. pretty much in that weird ecosystem, right? It's but, but, unless they came from another device that had it and they're like sending purposely saying assistant I'd like to send a feedback and then purposely yeah. say I want pro mode in my camera so that you can submit because also Google never advertises how to send them feedback. But but I I think it's we've done process. such a
1: such a crap job of educating consumers that they don't know what it is that they're missing because they're likely bouncing back and forth between Apple, Google, and Samsung. Yeah. And even though a Samsung is a much more feature complete, I will say app, the
0: camera, yes, definitely, especially the pro it, it video. Mean,
1: I like the, the controls that I, we get uh, in there. Yeah. I mean, especially if, if you do like dig into an expert raw mm-hmm. mode. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, in good shape. But I also have to, unfortunately, I have to agree with some of our our tech reviewer brethren. How many people are really digging that deep? to find those types of experiences from a phone camera and that's where all of this becomes a little problematic is i am looking at google getting ready to put the largest camera sensor in a phone that's ever shipped directly to north america yep increasing the sensor size on a phone like a pixel doesn't necessarily deliver much practical benefit if you yep. can't control
0: mm-hmm. what that. that
1: camera is doing.
0: Yep. If exactly. it's
1: still full auto and it's doing all of the Googly HDR and Google sharpening and Google processing, they love leaning into like those clear clarity and dehazing filters that you can play with in Photoshop, you eventually arrive at an image in good light. That's not going to be that different than the half-inch sensor because it's just so software-processed going through. It will be a little different. You will get a shallower depth of field when you're working at your minimum focusing distance. But you already don't have a phone that really excels at that kind of consideration and composition. Like it's a The point-and-shoot experience out of an Oppo Find X6 Pro or a Vivo X90 Pro or a Xiaomi 13 Ultra, that casual, clicky, point-and-shoot experience isn't the best. But the second I line up a shot with any consideration for the composition that I want, those phones are incredible incredible
0: they excel so so much no no absolutely and i think that's so, the that, biggest that, thing about that's
1: them. that's where i'm sorry the, the last point the, the last thing just to tie this up and then i'll Please. shut up and we can move on because
0: yeah i was um, gonna say yeah this this show not brought to you by Pixel, i but yeah.
1: i worry this is kind of an unfounded worry because google hasn't let us down yet but i worry that just continuing to increase the sensor size and using the same algorithms and modeling and post-production strategies that they've been employing for several generations of Pixel now, Mm -hmm. again, eventually you run into a limit of what you can expect a computer to process all on its own, making all of the decisions. And Apple is about two years ahead of Google in terrible post-processing with every generation of their phones getting a bigger camera sensor. The photos on an iPhone 14 Pro are not better than Mm -hmm. the photos on an iPhone 12 Pro or even an 11 Pro. And in many ways, they are degraded because of the way that Apple's post-processing kind of kicks up ISO, smears out any kind of noise, and then over-sharpens this, like, smeared remnant. um, To try to bring back sharpness into the image. Yeah, exactly. To try. And I don't think Google's going to do that. But at some point, you not only run into diminishing returns, you eventually start degrading the performance of the camera if you're not leaning into why you step up. We we have these conversations like I shoot on micro four thirds and there Mm -hmm. are actually things that a smaller mirrorless camera sensor can do that larger camera sensors can struggle with. And there are situations where you might want to go with that smaller camera sensor if there's a specific production or functional reason why you're looking at the physics of how light is handled by that system. Mm -hmm. When you have a phone with an almost one inch type sensor, it's worth having that conversation to say like, what are you doing and what are you getting out of this hardware other than just it needed to be bigger so that we could say it was somehow better it, I think it's, I don't it, feel Google's going to give us the tools to really leverage what it. No, what no, it can and
0: then and, and I think it's because they've been very much leaning into that you know point and shoot kind of an experience. They want it to be that pick up out of your pocket, take a picture, put it back in your pocket, and know exactly that the how the image is going to be. So yeah. we'll have to see. We'll have to see it. Like I said, this you're, you're I think you're on the you're on the point there. Maybe the eight and the eight Pro may not be the ones. Um, but we'll definitely see if there is some challenges that they need to overcome with the with the sensor at this point, and yeah. how do they process their images, and do they still are they able to show the benefit of the higher the the bigger sensor while saying that basically obviously you know this is the improvement this is why we're shooting better we're getting better that sensor makes sense for us as opposed to the twelve megapixel sensor that we see in the A series, which. As you said, in good lighting, may provide an image that's similar, maybe less sharp, yeah. maybe less, you know, focus drop in the background. But it definitely, I mean, even again, even the the GT five has a fifty megapixel camera sensor. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the same, but I'm saying it's... It, we've had the we've had these functions, and it's it's sad that we don't see the options come up. OnePlus does allow us to go a little bit more. Samsung does, but we need Google hopefully to to open up the cameras, let me a little bit more, but. It, um, it would
1: be nice. We're not going to get it. But maybe, like I, I'll I, chalk I did, it off for next There's year. no way. So the the thing the thing that really bothers me is mm-hmm. look at how good Super Raw is on Vivo, Pro Raw is on an iPhone, Expert Raw on Samsung, mm-hmm. Raw Plus on One Plus. Um, what I, I forget what it is on Xiaomi, but they've got their version of it too. Yeah, or and even Sony, Google. Yeah. Google could do that so easily with their current stack instead of just a raw file. And they usually do some kind of compressed MRAW, it's usually like half the file size of another phone using the same sensor. They could give us a stacked DNG, a computational HDR processed like pixel raw or whatever they want to call it and it would give us a little bit more leverage in editing that photo but it would have some of that early post-processing image stack some of the HDR a little of the noise reduction and sharpening applied and then you could finish off the image mm-hmm. um, I just shot I, I shared on uh, the Patreon uh, a shot from the Xiaomi 13 Ultra I don't really like shooting in the 50 megapixel modes but I got one of those like fried egg daisies and it's like it's just in the sort of middle ninth you know like if you were doing your your rule of thirds it's just sort of in that middle middle of the of the frame and you can just keep zooming until you see the pollen on on the petals and it's like that's pretty good That's really good. We
0: are. We have. And I need that mode on a Pixel. Yeah, no, no, no. And no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I guess for for the things that we know and the things that we've seen, the Pixel event looks to be somewhat almost unveiled. But to a certain point, obviously there'll be some surprises. We'll have to see what Google announces. Hopefully, there'll be the oh by the way type of a conversation. Uh, And yes, I I realize it's um, it's 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 a subject that we're always passionate about, but it is also interesting like you know we don't get the unboxing but we get the whole lineup <laughs> like a month in advance sure. like it's it's literally okay so maybe 2 days short of a month in advance but it is still technically quite a quite a nice way to start the beginning of September um one of the other things i did want to say uh, real quick is obviously the the um actually no sorry switching it over a little bit because i i realized yeah. we're writing over Let's the hour shift gears yeah um you had a chance to play a little bit with a an interesting dash cam like a large yeah. display dash cam so- that you're I, so talking I, I st- about, yeah
1: I, I, again like last week where i was like oh the thing that i was going to talk about i left downstairs i did <laughs> not pull it back out of my car for the ah. podcast because it's a dash cam but i do have the box here that's what I'm it does doing a follow up.
0: It's a yeah, it sits in the car it's a ah, dash it just stays in the car
1: um so i'm doing another uh collaboration with the folks at 70 my and uh, they, they have a refresh. We I covered their A800S. It was their top-of-the-line 4K mm-hmm. uh, dash cam. Dual, dual recording, so it can record out the front windshield at 4K, out the rear at 1080p. Um, and it also has some really cool, just like real basic uh, AI, lane guidance, vehicle tracking. It oh, warns weird. you if you're getting too close to another car. It tells you, like, if traffic is pulling away from you, it can say... Forward motion detected, and it will sort of watch um, your your position on the road. Very very basic, but handy, especially for folks. I mean, like our our little commuter Nissan is so old. None of those things were options when we bought that car way back in the day. So this is their follow up. This is the A eight ten.
0: Hold on, hold um, on. I, we're, we need to do this the right way. Every time we every time we talk about things, we always do where I leave you in the small frame and we're all like trying to squint to read what you're reading. So there we are. Yeah, here we are. So almost the exact
1: same shell, almost Mm -hmm. the exact same design. They've improved some of the AI tools. So on a lot of these older dash cams, if the car detected, if the dash cam detected movement, like someone breaking a window, Mm -hmm. it would start recording from there. Now, if you hook it up on fuse kits so that the car is powering the battery, these things will start tracking movement around the cameras before there's any motion or movement detected by the G-sensor. But the big update is mm-hmm. this new Sony sensor, the Starvis II IMX678.
0: Oh, Starvis' cousin. Starvis. I've heard of him. Yeah, yes. Starvis. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah.
1: He's a hungry yeah. version of Iron Man's uh, AI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look up the specs on this, this dash camera has a larger camera sensor than the sensor on my Pixel Fold. <laughs> so you can get a dash camera with uh, a larger sensor yes, than sir. an $1,800 phone. There so you it's go. That's pretty great.
0: There you go. So, don't so, lesson, guys, meaning do not mount your Pixel Fold on your dashboard. Don't. Do yeah. Get the right. They overheat. The, pretty yeah, bad. Pretty quickly. In... <laughs> Seventy mai may be a better solution for you. Uh, Probably a better solution.
1: So, I because I, I know our show is going to is already we're already running long here. I'm I, I'm going to have a video out next next week. Okay. Um, comparing. So it it doesn't change resolution. Uh, Seventy My already had a 4K dash cam. Mm-hmm. This is a 4K dash cam, and it is. I mean, the full kit on this is one of the more expensive dash cams that I've played with recently. It like fully kitted out with. Both front and rear cameras and a a fuse kit is like 200 bucks. No, this is it's up there, yeah, significantly noticeably better Mm -hmm. in mixed light conditions, low light, nighttime, and when your car's like driving into a sunset, this bigger image sensor is what you want
0: to pull noticeably better you want to pull the sunset shot from the from the yeah. car no i'm with you like stabilization is too uh, wide decent as well
1: well yeah i mean it's such a wide lens because it's mm-hmm. got to see the whole field of view out in front of you it doesn't need a lot it, there is some of that software processing where you know it's kind of reducing judder yeah, like, especially yeah. just from like engine vibration and stuff yeah, but that's like, what i was
0: put yeah more more forking on. yeah
1: but you know like you shoot on a really wide lens and it's you, like you don't you're need gonna... a lot of image stabilization from that. What's really impressive is significantly, noticeably better dynamic range. And if you're driving around in traffic and like, you know, it's kind of dusk light, and you know mm-hmm. you've got like those kind of hard shadows, but then like light hitting the sensor directly, and you can still read license plates on cars in front of you, is is a pretty substantial update. So I'm gonna have a full video out on this next week. Okay. And uh it, it's just been kind of fun dabbling with some of this other lifestyle tech because I have one really old car that we just tool around for like errands and chores. It's
0: a, it's a good commuter car. Stop calling it an old car. Nissan is going to come up there and like you know. <laughs> oh no,
1: we we've kept it because like it's such a little underpowered. It's a fleet vehicle. It's like what it's the Versa. It's the vehicle that you always get when they have nothing else to give you at like a car rental place. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. the cheapest car that they've got. But there's a reason why it's lasted so long in that it gets almost as good a gas mileage as a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no power. It's a CVT. But just we're going to the grocery store or, you know, we're kind of tooling around town, picking up Lex from school, stuff like that. It's kind of the perfect little tooling around vehicle. But $200 dash cam has now added. Features that are more expensive sedan couldn't get, you know, like it, it it is kind of fun just looking at some of these options and and seeing like, if you had an older dash cam that just recorded in looped video, now they're starting to do a little bit more. They're starting to pay attention to traffic conditions for you. They're, they're becoming better co-pilots and it's a cheaper way to get that in your car than, doing a more expensive like head unit or or, or maybe Auto getting or,
0: or, like or trying to yeah or sell the car and trying to pay way more in pay monthly payments no no I, oh, I yeah i that too i, I appreciate <laughs> the features i think some of the things that attracted me to the tesla back in the original days when i first got it were some of those built-in ai functional things where they were able to have like your the car we had the built-in dash cam front side cameras mm-hmm. every on you can turn on sentry mode and it will record it'll catch and then if there yeah. is a movement it'll it'll capture the last 10 20 seconds before and then re-record so there's a whole bunch of things but that is a much more expensive process yeah. um actually uh my brother's been looking into picking up a, a dash cam and i think that was one of the things i was having a hard time because i haven't done dash cams for so long yeah. uh and i didn't have any good recommendations so I'm, I'm gonna point him i'm gonna point him in that direction I would, and uh, the, once your video dropped for sure the
1: 70 my has been pretty good so the 70 my is actually out now so it's it's available oh, okay. and okay. i think it's still on special so go it, like Maybe don't wait for me to put a video together. Just tell your brother, like, (laughs) go check out the A810. A810. It is a little pricey, but, like, that's the full kit. You get both cameras, and you can fuse it up directly to the internal fuse box on your car. Have it run in that sentry mode. Add some of that extra, like, AI functionality. Like, I like it. It's pretty good.
0: No, so. no, for sure. But I was gonna say this. I for for the times that you guys go, you know, ride around in in that in that you know, obviously the computer Nissan. You know for what sure. would work better for you though? What's that? The video that I'm gonna drop tomorrow, and that's <gasps> gonna be on this beautifully crafted GoTrax e bike. Okay, so I want to say first and foremost. Thanks to concept creator for helping me out. He was helping me I, I, I'm leveraging some of my edits. Cause I've been crazy busy the last couple of weeks. I did not put out a video for like a weekend, like eight days in a row because I did not have time. So it's a, it's a crazy minimalistic. It's the first e-bike that I've had that folds. It actually compl- uh, collapses into more, a more of a smaller footprint when you're not using it. Or if you want, if you want to basically take it with you, which was the surprise, because I can fit it in my trunk. So if you, this is going to be the video going up tomorrow morning, but not to give too much away. A b-bike like that, those are things that are going to be better obviously more not necessarily more power but it will take you and bring you back uh like the, the Velotric that you got i think you reviewed not that long ago with the with the uh the carrying uh, i think the bins you had the one in the front and the back yeah a so there cargo are other stuff yeah yeah, yeah no, and and i think those are the biggest uh appeals there e-bikes are really for me at least in the more more recent months have been the more fun ways to go around town because i could just literally you know <laughs> go from one place to the other get everything i need to do and still enjoy outdoors. And at least in our area, we have a little bit more off the road type of experiences in there. Dash cam confessionals.
1: <laughs> Michael Corcoran, uh, that was funny. I, I missed it when we were wrapping up the
0: show. No, no, the, no. no. The I, I, yeah, 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 I could I...
1: sidetrack you there.
0: I, I remember the show. I remember that was like an MTV, wasn't it? Like a dash cam <laughs> <laughs> confession. Yep. days. Taxi cab
1: confessional. Yeah, dash Taxi cam cab. confessional. So, yeah, the, um, the, 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 the fun thing has been I, I'm, I'm finally like, kind of healed up from those back and knee and hip injuries that I had in the middle of summer. Um, so I have been getting back out on the bike a little bit more. I need to find, and I'm going to put this out there if anyone has an idea for it. And if you're, you're interested in this too. Sure. I need to find, cause I really want to do a mileage test.
0: Oh, an actual but I mile, need like to find a to safe
1: place mm-hmm. where I can run the bikes I, where I can run an e-bike non-stop, throttle only, for probably up to nine hours. I need like an abandoned airfield or like a looped movie set because I know there's some like uh, uh, there's there's like a ranch up near mm-hmm. your neck of the woods that they use a lot for like shooting. I think parts of mash were
0: shot up there or something like that. Oh yeah. NCIS Um, is shot in, in this area. We have a, we have a lot of, but but I need to find a
1: place that will let me just like go set up simple kit, not charge me out the wazoo for like a full production production. um, But I really want to see because all of these bike companies come out with an estimate. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you can go 60 miles on a charge. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go 45 miles all throttle. And I do not believe that if you kick that bike up to stage five and you run that motor and you push the throttle button that you're going to get 45 miles on a charge. But yeah, I want to we'll- see... Mm -hmm. what the difference actually is. And the only way to really do that, it's kind of like a top gear test. Like the only way to really tell is if I just drain the car until it cannot get any more gas into the engine, I've got to do the same thing with the battery. So if I test it in stage one, that's a top speed of eight miles an hour. If I test it in stage five, that's a top speed of around 20 miles an hour. Well, if I can get 45 miles on a charge in stage one, then that means I'm going to be on the bike for about, six hours at eight miles an hour oh my god yes so i need some place where i can do that safely i can't do that around town i can't do that around traffic i want to sit on the bike and hold my thumb down on the throttle and let the bike go and track how far it can go until it literally can't move until it literally can't drive the motor anymore and so i need to find some place where i can do that away from other people i'm not a hazard to anyone else around me, and I don't have to worry about dodging traffic. So I, I just putting that idea out there to, see to figure like, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the responsible way to to do that? So the, I need only, to book a location.
0: The only thing that I can think of in my mind to replicate something like that is. Um, you know the places that do the smock test, right? They they usually have those spinning things on the ground where yeah. they put the tire.
1: But I kind of so I, I you, actually wanna, you, you actually want
0: to you actually want to ride the the actual. Bike. I actually want to ride it because I want to see what the real world difference
1: would be with a rider as weight on the frame.
0: Oh no, absolutely not, not
1: just the hypothetical. Like the motor can spin this much on a battery charge. Because as soon as you put weight on that bike, that fundamentally changes the aerodynamics and the handling. Well, also the, the, the
0: performance in the in the extended part of the battery life when the battery is depleted will re, will diminish. You won't be actually able yeah. to hit the higher higher speeds. Yep. It's typical. Also, uh, heat has a factor. Long duration usage. The, the more, if the engine starts warming up, it throttles itself down. There's a whole bunch of things that kind of kick in. You're right. It's a different thing than just putting it and let it run. Kind of like, oh well, okay, the wheel spins. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to figure because the first thing that popped in my mind was I have the perfect experience here. You know, we have open land, uh, not open land, open, uh, I'd say miles on end of, sure. of Paseos in my area, but they're not straight nope. there. It wouldn't be the consistent full throttle on uh, yep. for the duration. They would have to be obviously navigation. Because what, what I because what yeah. I
1: need to do is run it at stage one at mm-hmm. eight miles an hour. And then I need to swap the battery well, and actually, run it at stage five at 20 th- miles an hour to you're show what the differences group. are.
0: Yeah, but you know right, the most... Any,
1: any e-bike. I mean, right now, the main bike I've got, st- I, would, yeah. Sorry. I would probably use my uh, my fat tire because mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the most dramatic difference. And then you could say, okay, I've got this big, beefy frame. This bike weighs almost 100 pounds. Um, it's got big, chunky tires. It's got a... Brutally powerful motor. Oh, absolutely. Inefficiently powerful motor for a stage two bike. But now when I run it at eight miles an hour, I got this range out of it. When I run it at 20 miles an hour, I got this range out of it. If your bike is more of a cargo bike or a road bike or a street bike or a more streamlined or class one bike, these are the, these are the extremes. You should expect the differences between stage one and stage five to be minimized Based on your frame, your weight, your, the motor power that's put into there. No, so if absolutely. I can demonstrate bookends at the extreme side with a big beefy fat tire, I feel it gives us a more reasonable window to make estimates less than that for for more road uh, for more road and lightweight bikes.
0: No, I, I get it. I, I, we'll have to figure it out. Other than the uh, the Irwindale Speedway, I think I don't really think of any other place that that may have the the the, the square. You footage know what? I was. even
1: I even kind of reached out. Like the reason I I can't use the Encino Velodrome because there's mm-hmm. no way you should ever use a fat tire, knobby tires on racing bike mm-hmm. courses. But I was even looking at stuff like that. Like that would be a miserable ride. Running <laughs> running laps on a velodrome at, at, a, at a velodrome like.
0: the challenge is that is mind mind numbingly boring, but I can imagine if if I can do it one bike a week. But what I wanted to ask though, on, on the um, (laughs) most e-bikes with the throttle alone, once you go to gear one, it actually goes to the maximum speed. It doesn't cap. It doesn't have a step functionality the way the, the pedal assist. Yeah. So when you're going at least with the, I think with the, 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 I keep forgetting the name, the one that my brother got from you, uh, but for that the one, yes, yeah, Discover. The, the Discover. So the boost is typically considered to be full, automatic. It's the pedal assist that goes through the, pe- the, through the gears now, 1 through 5. So
1: on, on, on Velotrix, and the Discover mm-hmm. was like this too. And I don't know if he's done anything or if it's changed. Um, it's one of the reasons why I want to use a Velotrix is...
0: Well, I, what I meant to say is other there's... e-bike companies don't do what Velotrix
1: No, does. I know. But that's why yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. I can't perfectly control another bike with a fully fluid throttle. But if I get on the bike and I tell Velatric stage one that caps at eight miles an hour, I push the button. I don't have to worry that I am I am making a mistake Mm -hmm. or not paying attention because like it would be really easy on another bike. If it's if the stages are acceleration curves, but every stage can hit the top speed, Mm -hmm. that's really bad for this test. No, no, because absolutely. There will be times where I'm I'm floating the bike faster than I should or I'm under the speed that I want to travel whereas on on a Velotric I can say stage 1, 8 miles an hour, push the throttle all the way down, let the bike go until the battery runs out, mm-hmm. pop the battery, get a new one in, go stage 5, hit 20 miles an hour replicate the same test then i only have to be
0: on the bike for like two hours <laughs> i i feel like a good call to, over to velicek for a collaboration like that to get the hardware that you because it sounds right? like even even it's not just the locale at this point i mean it seems like even hardware wise you i just swapping need, batteries because just you just need a you, second battery yeah two or three but yeah no i know
1: no just two i mean like seriously i i can do this in a day but it mm-hmm. is going to be uh you know an exhausting day <laughs> It is probably going to be close to eight hours on the bike.
0: Yeah, you can do some earphone tests at the same time, maybe over the ear. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm so, like, in my brain, it's like, this is a perfect time to call my mom. It's a perfect time to call my grandma. It's a perfect time to stock up on those podcasts. Just I, make sure I, I've got a really, really good phone mount on the front uh, of those handlebars. Yeah, so Or I even I a tablet mount stuff. at this
0: point. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so definitely uh, make sure to check out the video tomorrow. It's, it's a, it, I'm going to say that it's a cute, it's a, it's a, it's a decently powerful uh, e-bike, at least for the Gojax one. Um, it folds really nicely, fits in the trunk. You can take it anywhere, and then you can park your car and just keep keep going. I feel like nice. the original purpose of what e bikes were supposed to provide us was yeah. that last mile. I think that's what they originally used to say. And it was just, it was the point where you basically you parked your car, you need to get to that point that destination, but you didn't want to have to walk it. You want something to help you get there. And I think this the, the the GoTrax does that, and it does unfortunately not have any control other than just basically going full throttle when you go in with the boost as long as you're on gear one. But the pedal assist is actually pretty decent. It has also some cargo in the back. And seriously, uh, for the first time dealing with something like this or working with it, it was fun. It was nice. And I hope you guys enjoyed that video. So hopefully that it's already scheduled for tomorrow. I need to do a couple more edits into the uh, the description and stuff like that. But for the most part, that was a lot of fun to play with. So um, yeah, it was nice. And then uh, realizing we're kind of getting close to that uh, the one and a half hour we mark We can that go one. a couple minutes over because go. I feel...
1: This is kind of a big deal. You've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. In mm-hmm. finishing it all up, and I feel like that deserves the I, moment. I took forever.
0: I even got light. a comment in there. It's like you finally posted the video. I've felt this like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, okay. Look, the reality Hooray! of the matter is, it was. It, I, I have enjoyed using the fold 4, fold five since the launch event. Um, there's been quite a quite a few improvements in there. It it has. From an aesthetic who looks obviously outside of the just the hinge being smaller, it has it's very similar to what we got with the Z Fold 4. But the battery life definitely did gain better in performance with the HN2. And I don't know what other optimizations they're doing with 5.1.1, but at least from that aspect, at least I enjoyed that traveling with it a couple of times, going to Utah, traveling with it even where we were in Korea and so on. I realized the benefit of having foldable to me was way more than, because in the same time as I was trying to, uh, you know, when I went over to Sony for their event, I took the folder, but I also took the Tab S9 Plus because I'm, I'm reviewing the Tab S9 Plus with the, um, uh, the LTE mode, I'm sorry, the 5G modem on it. So the biggest thing I'll probably say is, oh yeah, so here, the Z Fold 5 video review. Of all the things that I have on this device, the, the battery life, the ability of not having to take a tablet and a phone with me on a trip was also a big benefit, not to say that I didn't want to it just it would the consolidation of the two pieces of hardware was very nice for me. What I also enjoyed also uh, on this, obviously, is the, all the optimization, the software that we've, we have on Samsung devices. And, I, and I'm speaking specifically to the, um, the customization options that we have and all of the things that we get that we, we still are trying to get with other companies. I, I see we make many, many more conversational uh, statements about, well, this hinge is better. This is thinner. But how is the living right. in experience? And I think a lot of people still have to, you have to appreciate what Samsung has been doing. I'm not saying that they are the, the, the best hardware manufacturer at this point. They're stuck to the same design. They need to fix, like one of the things I said in the video, you have to open the phone and you always have to slide it sideways to right. get it in that right orientation. And it's a true statement. This is fifth generation. We're still doing that. So it wasn't all, you know, you know, uh, sorry, I was going to say uh, everything was like, per, you know, beautiful and whatever. There are some challenges in there. I feel like the external display still needs to have it. I'm giving you guys kind of like the rundown of the video. But the short answer is with the fact that the S Pen is not built into the phone and the fact that you can't use the S Pen on the external display, which to me is like, that makes that should have been a given at this point by th- by this generational.
1: Well, I-, I had a question. This sure. was my guess with yeah. no insider knowledge and zero relationship or I should say zero positive relationship with Samsung at all cuz I feel like they probably don't like me and I don't really like them. Um, my worry was having mm-hmm. an S pen designed for plastic mm-hmm. then also being pushed hard into glass would wear out the nib faster. It would I almost wonder if there's a if there's like a uh, uh, like a defense mechanism Idea where the S Pen one S Pen should not be used for both glass and plastic, and so they've decided that the inner display is the display that they want to focus on stylus support.
0: It, it, abs- it absolutely could be one of the big things. Uh, one of the answers I also got when there uh, when I was in Korea, they is uh, referencing basically the uh, the the mid, the display, the technology to support uh, S Pen support on the external display would cause the device to go thicker. So there's always going to be technological kind of maybe I feel like that's lim- why. why no, no, I'll say this. We've seen no. hardware improvements on... No. I mean, we saw what Honor I just announced. I I, I'm not yeah. going to
1: give Samsung a pass on that one. We have Surface Duos and LG V60s, and you can do you can do uh, the, the exact same panel and stylus membrane in really thin shells. The it's, phone is already thick enough... I, I was going to highly doubt record. they are so worried about the thickness of the phone for the outer display having stylus support.
0: The, the stylus could be the answer. I feel like it's a it's a good logical answer, but it also could be again their willingness to maybe not compete directly with their S series or their Note series at this point.
1: I feel like that's probably
0: <laughs> so, that was, so. That was the that was, the, like the, the, yeah. the line that I that I connected between the two when I was in in the video was pretty much just that. It was more about for me that I felt like, okay, the S23 Ultra or the Note 23 Ultra is really their flagship device for the, for, for the entire year. The Fold 5 takes some of those experiences on the external display, and that's where I kind of compared mm-hmm. it to the flagship of the foldables. And what you're getting there is a, the S Pen functionality on the inside. But then if you have it too much on the front, at that point, it's like, why would you really want to get an S23? I mean, obviously, the cameras are going to yeah. be much better. But it's that ecosystem kind of like, you know, going one over to the other. Their limitation of being inside is, one, to keep that, that, that relationship separate. Two, meaning that you're getting a tab series on their phone and not necessarily yeah. cannibalizing their S series. And, I, th- and yeah. I felt like that was the direction. But we'll have to see at some point. There are some, there were some designs that we saw, some, um, re- not renders, but like some images that we got a chance to see. Even on Twitter, I think I saw, of a, a version that looked more so like the Pixel Fold. With an S Pen compartment, so there mm, there's yeah. been some experimentation with hardware with Samsung sure. on other side. So we'll have to see. But I'm very happy to say that, for my experience using the Z Fold Five as a foldable smartphone in the U.S. market, it is one of the mm-hmm. well, it is the only solution at this point. We have yet to see what what, what not Samsung or Motorola is going in on the flip, but. We have yet to see what OnePlus is going to bring. Yeah, to the we're and still waiting the, out on that. So this is, yeah, I'm like, it, the, the year is like, we're already in September at this point. I'm like, okay, like, where, yeah. where is it? I'm really looking forward to seeing what OnePlus will do and how they provide For it sure. that they're their their version of it because they're also kind of they're not really going with what we saw with the finding two from last year it looks no. like from where the, the least that we've seen at least the the phone's a little bit bigger and wider so we'll have to see so i'm, I'm excited for that so but i'm glad I, that i was able to put that video on and, I, and so. i'm
1: glad because you know you were kind of beating yourself up for a while too like i still need to finish that z fold video i still need I, to finish that z Fold video. so now yeah i have finally gotten to the point where i am a little bit more comfortable really using my pixel fold yeah out in the wild and and in ways that like I used to take for granted, just the durability of like my my Surface Duos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. now now that you finally finished that, it's like it's on me to now put up or shut up and finally finish some kind of examination of what it's been like to live with a Pixel Fold. Because eventually, I'm hoping before Christmas, we'll be playing <laughs> with a OnePlus Fold.
0: At some point, <laughs> so whatever. at some point. I like okay. So we we know that Oppo re- announced the the Z not the Z flip, the, the, the fine N three flip. I think that the, the, the next generation of the, of the flip, technically a second flip, phone in one year kind of a calendar year almost thing going on so i wouldn't be surprised if the n3 the standard n3 is going to be coming out at some point launching in china and then before you know it yeah i mean i don't know if there's that i'm saying this maybe there is that 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 needs to happen first before oneplus like opal has to announce it and whatever so whatever that process needs to happen please let's start yeah. the process turn the machine let's start cranking out some information. Um, because we've all been waiting. I, from the moment they announced it at MWC, I have been waiting extremely, like this is the longest mm-hmm. time I've waited to see things. And we've seen images, so I'm excited for it. I also want to see some competition in the U.S. market because them yeah. coming into the U.S. market will change our canvas for next year. Hopefully, meaning 2024 could be even more competitive. So we'll have to see. Because you know, right now, Motor made a big splash with their uh, with the razor. The Razer definitely hit the spot, and it's it, we're one of their most popular devices when it comes to flip phones, the Razer Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like they, they launched the regular Razer internationally, if I'm not mistaken, like in sure. Europe. Yeah, I kind of saw started seeing some reviews <laughs> on it, but nothing in the U.S. So I, I all I know is I, I got the chance to play with it back in, in summer, but I don't have any chance. But anyways, so yeah. we'll have to see. I'm looking forward, and I know both of us are hoping you know we'll see what we can find out. Uh, hopefully, near in the near future, we'll be able to you know it's once nice we find see
1: that competition. And it's also it's that yeah. stage where I feel like with just a few more of these options out there, we'll be learning a bit more from consumers, like what really matters in a foldable. Yeah. And, and what right what, now, what is the
0: style that you want? I mean, right yeah. now we have two. We have Pixel, which I feel like Pixel doesn't really like. I think Pixel is a good is a good choice, but I don't feel like Pixel's trying to compete with OnePlus. I'm sorry, yeah. not OnePlus, with with, uh, with the Z Fold series. It's really more, hey, we have a foldable. This is it. It does great. It takes the same great mm-hmm. images that we do, but they're not really trying to compete heavily. Yeah. The biggest thing I've seen with Pixel Fold ads is just doing where you just take the phone and you're like, I'm taking a picture with the best camera. I'm like, okay, yeah. with every foldable. Cool. You no, know I mean, it's like, kind of like the days with LG, right? Like LG's main thing <laughs> about the commercial, you know, I forgot the name of the, the actor. She breaks through a wall and says, you know, hey, and whatever, take a selfie. And I'm like...
1: Was it was it Abu
0: Plaza? It is, it is. Another? I know. I couldn't yeah. remember the name. So she jumped in like, there. Like, I
1: know. Let's let's build like, an advertising uh, campaign around a Google <laughs> Assistant feature. But it was
0: yeah, yeah, no, no. But it was like these little things. Um, I I'm excited. So like I said, by the end of 2023, the U.S. market will have three foldable smartphones and two flip phones in a, uh, available. Yeah. The you know retail side. Do you think?
1: Do you think it's worth us trying to draw a different line in the sand? In my brain, I still talk about these as being tablets that kind of turn into awkward phones as opposed they're, to flips that are pocket watches that turn into f- familiar phone. phones. Yeah. So
0: what I would probably say is the, there are definitely two separate implementations, two separate approaches to a, a bendy phone or a folding phone. Right. For the, I, I, once I, I'll say this prior to using, um, I'll say the prior, prior to playing around with the Pixel Fold, because I, I, again, the Pixel Fold, my duration with it was very short. It was like literally mm-hmm. like about an afternoon um, hanging out with it. Now I got a chance to use it. It felt very familiar, but it was just right after I started playing with the Pixel tablet. And I was like, oh, great. OK, now m- somehow the line kind of drew for me. This is a Pixel tablet on the inside and a regular Pixel on the outside. That's what they're trying to give us. Samsung also did something different this year with their one UI implementation where the tablet insi- the sorry the UI uh, interface on the pixel on the Z-fold internal display mimicked mm-hmm. their tablet, the same bar, yeah. the same recent apps. So once we started to draw that line, you're right, it is more of a tablet than those phones because it, you're basically closing a tablet to get it to make it into a phone, but to get the best experience out of that device, you need to open it up, and that's what it, literally what you need to do yeah. on a flip we're getting better at the smartwatchy keeping it into the smartwatchy size and then if you really want to be able to do big boy stuff you can just open it up and get that regular phone out of it so they're very much different approach different clientele i feel
1: but yeah but while while we've been trying to break that down because like i i feel like that's another one where we talk about performance versus power and Mm -hmm. we we exchange these terms um i feel like those of us who watch podcasts like the conversation that we're having right now Mm -hmm. already have an idea or a sense of the branding. Man, sales on bending phones are such a small drop in the bucket. Oh, absolutely. Um, There was another report coming out like, oh, Samsung has sold more folding phones than the last generation of the Galaxy Note. And you're like... The last year of the Note was one of the worst-selling series of the Notes, and I think yeah. we maybe hit like three million units, maybe four. One of the you reasons
0: like why the Note disappeared, but yes,
1: outselling the last generation of the but they're Note they're hitting is straight not... to the
0: Note 20 Ultra, like the the, the yeah. Note 20 series, yeah.
1: But that's what I mean is like that is not a high water mark. So if we're literally talking about the the number one company selling folding phones is barely cracking 4 million units a year that means no one has familiarity with this stuff it's this is completely unfamiliar and i feel like since showing people the surface duos i like i was showing off your z folds when we would do our exchanges and stuff like that um the second I put them into their hands, like, oh, it's a tablet. Like, people don't call these things phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> there, there's an education there that if we want to get people sort of primed for what the experience might be, it, almost every single one who has picked up my, my Surface Duos or your Z Folds mm-hmm. has said, oh, it's like an iPad mini that turns into a phone. And I feel like we're that that's kind of the the education marketing game that we need to be playing. But with fold and flip and bending and folding and all these other things that we're trying to off in advertising. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, a, we're it's not... like
0: a scroll from back in the, you know, the biblical days. <laughs> right. Back into you Remember that
1: terrible movie about a mission on Mars and they just unfolded like a map and it was a computer. Um, but but I feel like. This is so unfamiliar, and you see them so infrequently out in real life. Like there are so few sightings of these things, except in Korea. I, I don't yes, know that. Don't. Yeah, sorry. Oh hard. no, no. But I'm <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking specifically here in the United I States. Know, You're absolutely I mean... right. In other markets, you are more likely to see them. But here, it, it's it is like a unicorn sighting, and people don't have the language to describe what they've seen. It's yeah. kind of like the glasses that we've been playing with. I, I show them to parents with uh my, my daughter's friends parents and like they do not have the words to describe what the experience is like to other people. Um I was at uh we were on that road trip and I was opening up the pixel fold to look at some mapping stuff and like the table of people at breakfast next to us what is that thing? I mean like they're all staring at me just using What Google did you Maps. do to your
0: phone, Juan? Did you just crack it open halfway and put a screen in it?
1: Yeah, no, I know. but it was I'm so like, cute because, like, the dad is like elbowing his son, like trying to look but not look, but
0: look, you know. <laughs> you know like, you can just ask, you just it, say, it's hey, exciting It's part of the excitement of you know meeting new tech. But you are right; it, it is a very small number, very. But um, that's why it, I feel like that's why I ask niche... though is like yeah. at some
1: point I I think I think we need to more directly say this model is a folding tablet. This model is a folding.
0: Phone. And if we yeah. want to get,
1: get more, like, if we want to deliver more clarity, this is a 5G tablet that folds into a phone-style shape. This is a phone, a 5G phone, that folds down into a more a compact. More, a
0: more compact smartwatch experience. Pocket smartwatch. Thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Like, we, we, we need words to help people understand what these things are. And right now, I don't feel the brand names are sufficient. They help fold and flip. We've all kind of adopted fold and flip, but I don't think that's getting through to the next five million consumers. I don't think they're primed for this yet. Yeah. And the people that are that are aware of it are the people that have already bought in. Like you're just going to be reselling to the same four million people. That's not a success for a market that's treading water. That's uh, holding in place.
0: No, no, I, absolutely, and I, and, I, and without competition and without better coverage and and explanation, I think it's a, you're right. It's the right way to explain it, and because it's a refer, it's a point of reference that people can relate to. Yeah. Once you explain it in that manner, it makes sense to them. It's almost like, hey, this kind of clicked. As opposed to yeah. trying to explain, you know, geometry and trigonometry in the same process of like saying, <laughs> I promise it's as easy I as one, one, two, doing three proofs. Yeah, I, I was know. so
1: good at like Diffy Q. I was so good at, at calculus and geometry kicked my ass. I hated <laughs> geometry so much.
0: It's OK. We're not going to do it. It's definitely not on the test at the end of this show for everybody here. Just make sure you yeah. guys keep keep your notes and, and don't share.
1: This podcast brought to you by
0: Khan Academy's advanced math modules, but not really. <laughs> Trigonometry for the win. Uh, what I wanted to say, though, the last thing is, I while during one of my last trips, I got a chance to see one of our friends that had a, an Honor V2. Yeah. And I want to give Honor the kudos on the technological improvement that they've done on the hardware side of how they were able to make a phone to feel lighter than a Find X6 Pro. A foldable it- phone. It's, Isn't the it, V2 like lighter than an iPhone 14 Pro? It's it's lighter. It's crazy. Like I was holding it in my hand and I was like this should not exist. This does not make <laughs> sense. It, it it seriously it's substantial the, the the with the screen display size with the battery size and the folding mechanism and the camera bump on the back all of that mm-hmm. should not exist mechanically it, it realistically they have done some some crazy improvements in that hardware side I think nice. the biggest thing I want to see is obviously once it launches globally because it was announced at IFA but it wasn't it hasn't really launched I don't think it's available but mm. those are the type of conversations I want to see I want to see what Xiaomi's improvement uh, you know solution to yeah. this because all of these things are somewhat foreign to the U S market, but also, you know, make some content and of course share it with our, our viewers and say, look, and also, there are solutions.
1: I'll, I'll be, I'll be that really obnoxious insufferable nerd. As we're working this hard to bring tablet experiences yep. to pocketable computers yep. at the same time, if you're really sitting down and you're one of your main uses is like media or having another monitor or display A folding phone is one solution for expanding your screen real estate. A portable monitor would be another if you have a more, like, sort of stable place. And then a pair of wearable glasses could take you even further. And that's where I feel like just as foldable phones are starting to get a little bit more mind share, and I feel we're working out some of the kinks with durability, the longevity of plastic displays... You know, a pair of glasses and a premium phone will be cheaper than a folding phone and probably more durable. And if something happens to one part of that equation, you're not having to replace the whole thing. No, I'm with you. I think this arms race for alternative uses for a pocket computer is about to get really hot. I think we've been in a cold war for a couple of years. I think it's going to start heating up.
0: I hope so. I, I really hope so and I, I really want to see some more improvements as the latter part of the year. I'm hoping for some surprises also with the uh in the uh, wearable displays uh technology, well, I, especially Rokin and mean, Xreal. L- Lenovo and TCL and I L- saw Lenovo the Lenovo
1: uh, branding Legion and putting that as like the second a, screen for their gaming portable a week before Xreal announces the the Air 2 would speak to me that this is momentum that there's progress that they're building
0: on this momentum idea. is going yeah it's building up for sure yeah yeah i can't wait i can't wait but um, it, it should
1: be a really good fight and that's like that's what we're here for is like if we're gonna we, because we win at of, the end.
0: yeah whenever there is yeah. a competition between companies the consumer is the winner because at the end of the day that's how technology improves
1: so it was back during enabong's podcast I would say things like, you know, in 5 years if I'm still like holding up glowing rectangle and blocking the world around me to look at stuff on my phone, I'm going to be so disappointed in tech and the future and stuff. And that was like it was like 8 years ago. <laughs> I was saying stuff like that. And so now I feel like I was just a few years behind, but I'm 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 feeling a bit more validated that like lenovo is getting into the space and reviewers are acting like oh well now we can take glasses seriously and you're like but the rokids and the x-reels are kind of better better. so cool that lenovo's in this game but they're not they're not winning they're not
0: making the better product (laughs) but the better solution is at the end of the day is the fact that none of these are they're they're not the only solution. This is what I'm trying to say. I mean, we've seen yeah. the evolution of of wearable glasses. There's the XR, the AR. We back in the day, we, sure. the Sony but I just going, mean, but, yeah. but I just mean glasses yeah, is, yeah. are a legit competitor to the
1: idea of a tablet. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you if your rock and decks or ready for. The or, notion is or even the uh, gonna...
0: a magic a magic UI or, uh, the mode. magic
1: magic UI. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. If you're rocking a desktop mode, and the idea is I'm going, I, I've got this is a phone, and then I sit down, and when I'm in a safe place to kind of use the plastic screen, I can open this up, and now I have a bigger screen, and this this is nice. It's a nice little mini tablet screen, or depending on what I'm doing, I put on a pair of glasses, and I have a movie theater screen exactly interact with is kind of in the same ballpark of competition, just slightly different experiences for people who have different needs, but you're going to start seeing some of these solutions stepping on each other's toes. Do I want a thousand dollar phone and $400 glasses or do I want a $2,000 phone? No, I, and that's I agree. a fair fight. That is an interesting fight for those different usage for situations, for the, for those premium
0: scenarios. dollars. You know, for for the experiences that you're able to get. No, no, absolutely. I think it's for it's sure. a it's a conversation worth having, and of course, something to pay attention to, especially when you're looking into the solutions that that work best for you and where are the situational usage. Glasses work almost everywhere on a plane, at a hotel, in your car. Not in your car, but you know what I mean. Like using them if you're sitting as a passenger to get that personal experience um but we still need that support from those devices like an example that would have been perfect on the pixel fold uh, a premium device from from google we still don't have video out so i'm hoping the 8 series does open up that that opportunity for us yeah. and we start seeing what google's going to do with video output is it just video output or Better improvement, uh, better desktop experiences. It, you know, providing us a little bit more of that synergy that we've always wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, we got like Android on Chrome, but we never got Chrome on Android. Like, we yeah. want that other. Bring back that beautiful display Like
1: now, we're just like preaching to the choir. Like, yeah. Everyone in this chat is probably also saying like, it's dumb that my phone doesn't have Chrome OS when I plug it into a larger monitor. And uh, everyone who shares that sentiment, correct, it is dumb that I can't use. The ridiculous processing power of my amazingly powerful premium smartphones and fire up Chrome when most Chromebooks are powered by significantly less mean? powerful chips. But on that note, yeah. my LG Tone Studio are now fully charged.
0: Crap. All so, that. We just needed a podcast to get it going. Uh, OK, I'm
1: going I'm to I'm put these on and get them paired. Uh, we should probably see the show out. And I was supposed we'll to right say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I our think at this just... two-hour mark here,
0: <laughs> we're gonna go. <laughs> uh, we always say we're gonna try to play lean; it just never works. Those are just things we say at the beginning of the show. But I, I'll, yeah, I'll say it's this: the lies um, we tell to ourselves. So for me, that's gonna be the the video tomorrow with the go track. Uh, with the go tracks, is gonna be my video for the re- for the end of this week. And I'm gonna start prepping some more stuff for next week. Again, prepping for. To, trying to clear up some of the backlog i have a few more things that i need to kind of put out but uh you mentioned that vid- your video with the dash cam is going to come up maybe early next week do you have anything planned sure. for the rest of this week or is there uh, uh, any
1: tomorrow maybe th- patreon so i was gonna let it i was gonna let it there. be a patreon exclusive longer uh-huh. but i think i might do this tomorrow it's either gonna be um my look back at the vivo, vivo. x90 pro, pro um cuz i i i've been spending a lot more time with this phone again now that it's running the Android 14 beta. The mm-hmm. Vivo Android 14 beta is surprisingly good. Um or i'm going to finish up that video on the Cynaptics, so those okay. crazy ribbon headphones that make you look like a cyberman. I wrote up those notes. You can catch my first listen on my Patreon just going you, through my playlist. Did, yeah, and, you did
0: that last week i remember. And yeah. kind
1: of kind of like just talking through some of that but I really haven't heard anything like this in this sort of like starter premium space. They're $200 Mm -hmm. headphones. They're not cheap, but they're going up against more expensive planers and more expensive dynamic drivers. Like there is a a very interesting sound there. So it's going to be one of those two things. I'll probably get something like that out tomorrow afternoon
0: okay well definitely if you guys are interested Juan does have a Patreon that, that actually uh, gets a lot of early access content and of course even exclusive content and, and information as well as a very big supporting community most of which are also with us here on the show tonight uh, if you're listening to the show make sure to uh, or if you're a listener of the audio podcast obviously that'll be coming out hopefully in the next day or so and um, you know make sure to catch Juan on Monday with the SCG back at again on his soapbox talking tech latest news and gadgets and so on uh, and then We'll be back again for another episode of the best of our week on um next Thursday evening, uh you know kind of seeing how things are progressing. We may have some things to talk about because some devices may be announced by then um yep. you know' we'll, <laughs> it's gonna be the the vortex of conversations during that week anyways. It'll be it. yes. Um, one of us may be on location, but we'll have to figure that out. We'll see. Typically, could be, be. I don't know. Well, not me. I'm not uh, yeah. traveling. I'm <laughs> really trying not to travel. I'm glad you're taking the hit for us, man. i this is great watching you. I have. You know, so one all of over us has One of us has to carry this show somewhere. <laughs> so I will try to see what we could do. But uh, please be safe. Stay safe. As one's going to start playing us uh, off the show on his on his uh LG I Gotta tones. see if
1: this will pair.
0: I hope it does. and it should. It should be fine. Yeah, it's a standard For, bearing I, I, I
1: forget because there are all these extra like buttons and stuff. It connected to something, but I haven't used this thing in years.
0: Uh, God help us. So while well, End the out podcast because I've got stuff. a yeah, phone
1: yeah. on somewhere that's probably bad. We're, li-
0: we're listening to somebody's <laughs> conversations. Uh, so be safe. Stay safe. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>